The Business Buzz Podcast. The, the Business Buzz. Good day and welcome to the Business Pass for a weekly dose of business, finance and economics news right here on VARFM. That's 88.1. Broadcasting live from our studios right here in Bramford, Johannesburg. My name is Mudiwa Mob Justice Kavazand. I'll be your host for today's show. Now, who's to say that the world of business can't be entertaining? Definitely make sure you hold on to your seats as we seek to keep you um, entertained, educated and intrigued about the world of business. Now, for today, uh, before we get into the main topic where we are talking about cryptocurrencies now we have to you know maybe just shed some light on some one of the biggest developments of the week and that's the fact that uh, there seems to be progress on uh, the vaccination front um it seemed as if uh, things were looking a little bit uh, you know dicey uh, when we heard about the expiry dates of the previous batch uh, but this week we had uh, the johnson and johnson vaccine um came uh, uh, arrived and they actually started vaccinating we saw uh, President Sir Ramaphosa receiving his shot and a number of uh, health workers since then. Uh, but otherwise, for today, you know, beyond the progress that's happening on the vaccine front, COVID-19 has also seen the rise um, in what's happening in the cryptocurrency front because uh, currently there are, you know, currently more than 14,000 venues around the world that are accepting uh, Bitcoin as a form of payment, um, you know, since its emergence. Cryptocurrency has since become a reality uh, since the inception of Bitcoin back in 2009. Cryptocurrency is actually currently uh, shaping the world of financial transactions but equally poses challenges for regulators as it may be used for untraceable financial transactions, tax evasion and other forms of criminal activities. This has actually led a number of different countries including Algeria, Bolivia and India uh, to ban the use of cryptocurrency. So for today that's what we are going to be talking about because with the evolution um, of Bitcoin acceptance over the years, it should be interesting to see how blockchain technology and other cryptocurrencies um, are going to shape the future of the payment system. Now, because of the COVID-19 pandemic, there has been a rise in adoption and use, especially in the trading of Bitcoin. We've seen the price uh, shooting up over the last uh, couple of months uh, to a point where it's now at uh, record levels. Um, trading currently i think at around 50 or so thousand uh, you know us dollars or 700000 rand uh, which is quite which is quite heavy and uh, quite a bit of money uh, for one coin you know that started back in the day at uh, you know just about a dollar a lot of people have made money a lot of people have lost money so that's what we're going to be talking about for today and to help us to navigate the topic we're going to be you know talking um, you know firstly about what cryptocurrencies are just getting a update from that uh, point of view and then also just uh, talking about you know how you can actually get into uh, the trading we're going to be talking to uh, sean sanders who is the founder and ceo of uh, revix uh, about uh, the cryptocurrency market and also some definitions and then we also talk to marius rates uh, who is uh, the general manager at luno africa uh, about blockchain technology and their platform they are the largest uh, crypto exchange in south africa otherwise 
otherwise for the rest of the hour we're also going to be getting into uh the business wrap that's a part of the show where we give you a, re- a roundup of the week's top trending business and economics news uh and then we also get into uh, the buffalo index where we give you a uh, a roundup of what your 100 rand can do for you um otherwise uh you can uh, get in touch with us uh, on facebook we have our fmo voice of vits you can also find our other facebook page that is the vits radio academy and then on twitter we're at VIFM and then our hashtag is hashtag business buzz. You can also stream the station live on VOWFM.co.za and remember that podcasts of the Business Buzz show are available on vits.journalism.co.za forward slash business. So that's how the show is looking like. Definitely make sure you don't turn that down. On the other side of this, we get into the business wrap. Business wrap with Lebo Pasha. It's time for us to get into the week's top trending business and economics news. And on the line, we are joined uh, by our financial expert. We have Lebo Pasha, who is the general manager for Southern Africa at the African Management um, Institute to give us that roundup. Lebo, greetings to you. Greetings to you, Mudiwa, and greetings to the VFM listeners out there. Um, I think, uh, you know, for this week, uh, what, are, what are we looking at? Because I think at the start of this week, we're celebrating the fact that, uh, you know, it seems that, um, you know, vaccinations are, 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 are finally um, underway in South Africa. Yes, I think the, the really big things this week is definitely the vaccine and the impact that that's going to have on business going forward. Um definitely also the state of the nation address and uh, deeper analysis of that and how how that's going to change things um, or not change things for South Africa going forward. And then also just in general, looking at um, looking at the insurance sector and how that impacted um, uh, business in 2020. And I guess on that front, uh, what were you seeing? So, so up front, um, I think the big thing is is just looking back and understanding um, how COVID has really impacted all of us, especially businesses. Um, and the big thing now going into this year, um, we'll talk to both at the same time, including the States of the Nation address, is understanding what did we get right last year and what did we get wrong as a country. Um, we, we need to learn these lessons very fast because one of the big problems we had in the past three, four years was that we had the ratings agencies knocking at our doors, telling us that we are not doing enough to to accelerate growth, to grow the economy, to create jobs. Um, we weren't doing enough of any of those things. And they've come back again to tell us that we are not doing well. So we've been um, put on cautionary with some of the ratings agencies potentially to go even deeper into junk status because of our failure to perform and actually meet some of these burning developmental issues um, and structural reforms that are needed in South Africa. You know, this is uh, this is our first time chatting with you um, this year, and you know, a lot has happened since about November, December. And with what you're talking about, uh, you know, especially on the ratings front, do you think, with all the myriad of problems that we have at the moment, that um, you know, the, the economy will really be reacting as much to uh, ratings news, or are we sort of more in that mode of caring more about the bread and butter issues? Well, I, I hear a lot of people saying it's been priced in. I think um, you look at a lot of our industrial 
areas, especially around Gauteng, a lot of them are not as bustling, are not as busy as they used to be. So we're definitely feeling it across the board. Um, people have lost jobs in multiple sectors. Tourism has struggled to come back. So um, I, I tend to agree with those who say that it's already been priced in. It's priced into the prices we see on the JSE now, where people are chasing any returns they can find. It's priced also into um, forward-looking type of um, financial instruments where people aren't really expecting a huge um, recovery. Uh, we've been trying to talk a recovery, but um, it's not happening. We still need to do some certain structural reforms to change the way we do things in the country and to do things better as well. Okay, cool. And on the last point, anything else that you'd ha- like to highlight for the week? Well, I think um, the one thing I'd probably want to highlight is, is we, we're shifting quite quickly to go towards uh, budget speech time. And it's always interesting to, to hear what people think um, the, the, the Minister of Finance should do. Right now, there's a lot of talk around um, extending things like the UIF TERS scheme and things like that. But I think, yeah, it would, it would really be interesting also probably on our on our social media pages for some of the listeners to engage with us. And let's hear what people think we should be doing um, to change the country, to do things differently, because we've tried everything that a lot of other countries have tried. We've even had um, the equivalent of what in Spain they called helicopter money, where... Um, the government was making it rain and, and giving people money, as you saw in, in one of the famous series that has, has been playing on Netflix. So we've had the tours. Um, all of those things have not helped as much as we expected them to. So we need to find some solutions. It would be interesting to hear what people think out there um, could help our finance minister to really turn things around. So that's been us uh, with our financial expert, that is uh, Lebo Pasha, giving us some insight into the week's top trending business and economics news, highlighting uh, what's been going on in terms of, uh, you know, some of the ratings, outlooks that are coming from the ratings agencies, and also just talking about uh, what's likely to happen and some of the focuses of the finance minister as he gives uh, the year's budget next week. Also just saying, you know, uh, let's engage, you know, that's uh, Lebo Pasha, you can find him um, on line and engage about some of these issues. Um, on the other side of this, we continue with the show in our Buffalo Index. Business Rep with Lebo Pasha. The Buffalo Index on the Business Buzz. It's time for us to tell you the state of your 100 rand in our Buffalo Index. And for today, since we're talking about uh, cryptocurrencies, we went on and saw what can uh, your 100 rand do for you in uh, the crypto markets with two of the hottest cryptocurrencies out there. The first one is Bitcoin. That is the sort of ubiquitous one that we've all um, started uh, sort of knowing. And right now, um, as things stand, uh, Bitcoin is currently trading at uh, currently trading at around um, 774,314 um, rand. That's how much one Bitcoin is going to cost you. And if you were to take your 100 rand notes, you'd need 7,743 100 rand notes to get your hands on some Bitcoin. Um, so on that front, uh, we also decided to go and look at what's going on with Dogecoin, which seems to be all the rage right now in cryptocurrency circles. 
circles. Um, it's been on the rise due to meme culture and uh, currently trading at around 5 US cents. Uh, at the current exchange rate, that's around 73 rand cents. So your 100 rand can get you about 137 Dogecoin at the moment. That's what your buffalo is looking like. On the other side of this, we get into the main topic. More justice on the business buzz. Welcome back to the business buzz for today. We are talking about uh, cryptocurrencies. It seems they are all the rage at the moment, whether we're talking about uh, the rise of Bitcoin um, over over the pandemic period and over the last decade or whether you know you're into meme culture and we're talking about Dogecoin, uh, whatever it is, cryptocurrencies are the thing at the moment and to help us to shed some light, uh, we're going to be talking to some experts. Now, but before we get into that, let us know have you been trading, uh, you know cryptocurrencies? Do you know what they, what they are? Do you think it's voodoo in the computers? Do you think they are the new gold? Let us know on facebook we have our fmo voice of vits you can also find our other facebook page that is vits radio academy and then on twitter we're at VARFM and our hashtag is hashtag business buzz now in this first part we're going to be talking uh to someone who is uh, well immersed in the world of crypto and uh also just going to be giving us some insight um some 101 on what uh, cryptocurrencies are so we are happy to be joined uh by sean sanders who is the founder and CEO of uh, Revix. So, beginning uh, on that front, Sean, greetings to you. Hey, Mudiva. Yeah, how are you doing? Thanks very much for having me. No, no, thank you so much for being with us uh, on today's show. Uh, good place for us to start, Revix. Uh, you know, before, I, I guess it's a chicken before the egg sort of thing. You know, I'm wondering, do we explain what cryptos are first or do we explain what Revix is first? You know, where do you, where do you want to start? Let's start with Revix because I actually think Revix is an easier to understand concept than cryptocurrency. It's not that crypto is too difficult to understand. I just think it's something new. And yep. when you enter into a new world or some weird future, you know, things are going to be more difficult and there's going to be jargon. And that's sort of what we're aiming to get over with Revix. So in a nutshell, Revix is an online platform. Uh, you can go to www.revix.com and you can then buy either Bitcoin, Ethereum, or one of our cryptocurrency bundles on our platform. And a cryptocurrency bundle is very similar to, let's say, the S&P 500 or the Satrix Top 40, in that you can buy a diversified basket of cryptocurrencies with a single purchase, and then you can kind of sit back and let your investment track the market. Now, this is very different to a lot of other exchanges that solely focus on offering individual cryptocurrencies. The problem with individual cryptocurrencies as investment products, it would be like going to the stock market and just buying a Woolworths share or a ShopRite share or a NASDAQ share you would rather buy a diversified portfolio. You very seldom take single bets. And the reason that we really credit Revix is that we believe that if this is an asset class that is gonna continue to grow the way that it has, and just remember that uh, in March, 2020, this asset class was worth $230 billion, which is fairly significant in size. Today, it's worth $1.5 trillion, 1.5 trillion. So that growth of the asset class, I mean, while it's been led by Bitcoin, you know, there's other cryptocurrencies such as Cardano, such as Ethereum, uh, Litecoin, Chainlink, that have actually far outperformed Bitcoin. You know, they've two or three X Bitcoin's returns over the last year, which has been fairly remarkable. And if you continue to see this trend where alternative cryptocurrencies are sort of eating away at Bitcoin's dominance, then buying into a diversified basket of these cryptocurrencies is the smarter way to go. It's the very reason why you'd potentially go buy that Satrix Top 40 ETF instead of buying a single share on the JSE. 
So that's our approach when it comes to crypto. We make things really easy and accessible. You can get started with us for just 500 Rand. And there's no sign-up fees. We have a very uh, transparent and open fee structure. There's a 1% buy or sell fee, and that is it. And I think it's that ease of use. I mean, it's no different to really going to a investment platform and being able to make investments. And yeah, that's pretty much Revix in a nutshell. We're backed by, uh, one more point, we're backed by a JSE-listed company called Sapvest. They've been listed since 1988. So, you know, we do try bring a lot more I guess a bit more of a, a professional touch to this market that has had, you know, the scams such as MTI recently, Mirror Trading International. Um, so we're trying to, you know, legitimize the space as well. So in in essence, uh, you know, wait, before I get into in essence, let's let's come back to the cryptos now because we now understand what you guys are doing. Uh, people can get baskets of uh, of cryptos. You can track the market. It becomes um, sort of like uh, I'm guessing, sort of like an exchange traded fund. Um, you know that you'd have on the on the on the stock exchange. Um, so from that point of view, let's come back to cryptos themselves. You know, for someone who's actually sitting and say okay cool i know what revix does but cryptocurrencies what are they you know is it is it is it money in the computers is it real money like what is it so i think you have to differentiate cryptocurrencies you have to sort of say okay what is bitcoin versus what is ethereum versus what are other cryptocurrencies just like companies do different things cryptocurrencies do different things so if you're looking at let's say bitcoin bitcoin is looking to potentially become digital gold. There's a fixed number of Bitcoin that will ever be in circulation. To date, there's about 18.1 million. There'll only ever be 21 million in circulation. So this finite supply and this uh, rather small inflation rate until it gets to that 21 million of about 1.5% a year sort of makes Bitcoin uh, behave and act very much like digital gold. Now, the fact that it doesn't have any physical backing, I think is the thing that gets a lot of people to sort of scratch their heads and go, but like, how does this thing have value? The, the idea around, you know, WhatsApp, uh, Instagram, WeChat, you know, a lot of these platforms have an incredible amount of value attached to them because they have network effects. They've got a lot of people that are engaging with the networks that are using the technology and all the rest. And if you're looking at Bitcoin in particular, you've got this network of people that are using the network, the, the cryptocurrency network that is Bitcoin, which is essentially a payment mechanism, right? When you buy a single token or a single Bitcoin coin, you're essentially buying into this network and you're taking ownership of a unit within this network. Now, the beauty with cryptocurrencies is that they're peer-to-peer. That means that there's no central bank, there's no banking intermediary, there's nothing like that. And this is really revolutionary because while it may feel like there's no you know, intermediaries when I make a payment, from you, to, or when I make a payment to you, there's actually quite a few payment intermediaries in the middle. When you make a payment, you're actually instructing your bank to make a payment to another bank. There's custodians in the background. There's a whole process that takes place. So with crypto, the, real, the big revolution here really is that it's peer-to-peer and it's decentralized, meaning that there's a network of computers all over the world that are validating these transactions. There's no single bank that's saying whether or not this transaction can occur. So I think that's looking at Bitcoin in particular. If you're looking at Ethereum, and this is the second biggest cryptocurrency. What's really interesting about this is it's not looking to become digital money because ultimately Bitcoin wants to become you know, a RAND competitor in a sense. And it has become a RAND competitor. So it wants to become a dollar competitor. Um, and it wants to compete with gold as a store of value so that you can put your money there. And as inflation occurs over time, it holds its real value. Ethereum, on the other hand, is actually looking at providing sort of the blockchain infrastructure, very much like what the internet has done. So the internet enabled a whole bunch of really smart people all over the world to build businesses that are internet first. They're focused on the internet. They don't have any digital, so they don't have any physical footprint. 
Um, and that's the same sort of thing that Ethereum is looking at doing. So they want to provide the blockchain infrastructure that allows developers to build applications on top of that, uh, that infrastructure that then runs automatically. So as an example, you know, currently when you order from an e-commerce store, you'll order from the e-commerce store, they say it's take a lot, take a lot, then takes your money, and then they deliver something to your house or to your, your, your business or something along those lines. Now, if you were using a blockchain and you were removing intermediaries, you could use a smart contract application that runs on the Ethereum blockchain. And essentially what that could mean is that the funds are only released to the e-commerce platform when that parcel actually arrives at your door. And the way that this can revolutionize commerce, and I mean, that's just one example. You can apply this in so many different areas. But how that revolutionizes commerce is that you don't have any payment intermediaries involved there whatsoever. There is an application, just like an application on your phone that is running on the Ethereum blockchain that then would enable the payment to be released when certain conditions are met. So it's really the idea that, you know, I can continue with this for ages, but I know that we, we don't have all that much time. The thing is that you've got different cryptocurrencies that do different things. And like I said before, you know, the future is going to be super weird. And crypto is now, you know, still clunky. It's difficult to understand. When people talk about blockchains, they're still scratching their heads. Um, it's much like when you're talking about the internet in the late 90s. People are like, you know, what is HTTPS? I mean, that's how you send information now over the internet. And blockchain is very much the same. I think you don't necessarily need to understand how blockchain technology works in order to appreciate what cryptocurrencies can do. And I think it's much like, you know, you can appreciate what the internet can offer without understanding how the various protocols of transferring information work as well. You know, everything that you're saying is making me wonder okay cool so if i invest in uh in a crypto like uh ethereum what exactly am i investing in am i investing in the technology platform am i investing in a platform that may license out its platform for applications in future like it, it, because at least with bitcoin you understand these guys are trying to be money and trying to become digital gold but with ethereum i'm, I'm really struggling to understand what exactly uh, a person is buying you know because it would be very hard to say that okay fine i'm buying the https protocol for example, example. <laughs> yeah. yeah so so what you're buying with ethereum really is sort of like the oil for that network and when i say oil you need you know if you imagine the ethereum network being a motorway you need cars which are the applications to operate on top of this network now the only way that you can have operate you can have transactions occur is paying for those transactions remember that there's no financial intermediaries right so instead of you paying you know your bank a certain amount on a monthly basis if you want a financial transaction to occur with an application people need to verify that transactions actually occurred. So you use Ethereum to essentially be able to pay for these, these transactions that occur. So it's, it's very much like oil. You have to have some Ethereum in order to engage with the Ethereum network. And that's probably the best way I can really describe it. So what are you buying into when you're buying into Ethereum token? You're buying into a stake of this network. The more uh, applications that are built on top of this network, the greater the demand for these tokens, the, the, the more liquidity and the more buying and selling of these tokens occur, the greater the value of the network. And that's why you've seen Ethereum increase, you know, over the last 12 months by about 710%. It actually broke through an all-time high uh, just the other day of $1,850, which ironically, and how weird is this, is actually more valuable than an ounce of gold. Um, so each Ethereum token now is more valuable than an ounce of gold. And just on that point, and I mean, this is a little, you know, hearing off topic, but Bitcoin, as things stand right now, as you know, an asset class is about eight hundred and sixty odd billion dollars, which is more valuable than Tesla. Which, if you think about it, is quite crazy, given that Tesla, you know, through Elon Musk, recently purchased one point five billion dollars worth of Bitcoin. So their decision to do that actually made another asset more valuable than their company. Just a fun fact of the day. 
you know the other thing then you know we've started you've already brought in elon musk probably one of the most famous south africans in the world um locally you know for south africans on the ground here like what is the state of cryptocurrency in south africa south africans are fanatical about crypto to say the very least Uh, i think because we live in an emerging market we have a very volatile currency so we are a little bit more understanding of volatility than i think a lot of our developed nation peers so you know the rand as an example is appreciated it's actually improved in value relative to the dollar about four percent over the last month now that's great but if you had to compare the dollar versus the pound a four percent move would be colossal it would be a really big change in value so as a South African, you can kind of sit back and go, okay, well, you know, the RAND's done X, Y, Z. So you're a little bit more accepting of the volatility that's inherent in crypto. If you're also looking at, you know, what's been going on in South Africa for a long period of time, you've seen a structural depreciation of the RAND year on year. Now, what does that mean? It means that if you travel overseas or you travel anywhere else, you feel poor consistently because the RAND's lost so much of its value. And there's a big demand now for RAND hedge assets, so assets that are denominated in other currencies that aren't RANDs, like the dollars, pounds, et cetera. So there's a big demand for cryptocurrency as a RAND hedge and as a way to protect your wealth from depreciation of the RAND further. So to answer your question in a nutshell, there's a lot of demand. South Africans are very eager for crypto. And the other thing is we've got a very limited number of investment opportunities in South Africa. I can tell you, you know, having been in the States, having been in the UK, there's so many other investment opportunities that exist there. You can invest in some of the biggest biotech companies, some of the biggest tech companies globally. And in South Africa, you're quite restricted in terms of the number of companies and whatnot that you can invest in. Some quick advice before we, we end off for a normal retail investor in South Africa about how they can either go about investing because their platforms such as yours, but more importantly, how can they learn more? Yeah, sure. So you can learn more by heading over to www.revix.com. We've got an educational portal. We also send out weekly emailers, which sort of just provide a roundup on what's gone on in the last week. They're very informative. They're primarily uh, aimed at providing educational content and kind of educating people more about sort of the weird and wonderful world of crypto. Uh, also, I, I recommend that everybody that wants to get into the space starts small. Uh, I know it may feel like you've missed the boat. Yeah, Bitcoin right now, as we're speaking, is at 51,400, which is a new record um, during this podcast, which is quite remarkable. But, you know, it's at a very high level right now, you know, and that's a very high level given its past performance. That's not to say that this doesn't go out to $100,000. It doesn't, you know, we don't know what's going to happen in the future. I think that's the real wisdom here. So start small. You know, with Revix, you can get started with just 500 rand. You know, feel, get comfortable with the market. Don't go and bet your, your life savings on this just yet, or actually don't do that period. Um, you know, make an investment, wait a while, get comfortable, and then add some more over time. So this is something called dollar cost averaging. It's something we recommend all of our customers do because the thing is, the true wisdom is we can't guarantee what will happen in the future. No one has a clue of where crypto is going to go. It could go down 10%. It could go up 10% over the next week. And it's sort of the idea of if this market continues to grow over a long period of time and you make regular investments over that period of time, then you will benefit from the rising market. So that's my best advice really to give. Don't go and FOMO buy into this market. Uh, you know, start, as we say, diversify, you know, do all the, the things that financial advisors say as well. This isn't an asset class that, uh, and that's right, it's an asset class that actually requires a, a lot of guts to say the very least, because it is, you know, it's a very volatile asset class. 
So that's been it uh, from uh, Sean Sanders, who is uh, the founder and CEO of uh, Revix, uh, giving us some insight into what their business does. They offer, uh, you know, trading for blo- uh, blockchain currencies such as Ethereum and uh, Bitcoin. But more importantly, he's saying that uh, they've come up with a way to give you baskets of uh, different cryptocurrencies so that you can hedge your risk and actually track the market. Also, just talking about what cryptocurrencies are, how people can get into uh, cryptocurrency trading and more importantly how you can learn more and his sage advice is that start uh, start small you know there's a lot of FOMO at the moment you know I think we started the year off at around $37,000 on Bitcoin and it's now at 50000 which just shows you uh, the rate of growth but he's just saying take a disciplined approach you haven't really missed the boat like uh, don't worry about it get in start small and uh, take that disciplined approach so that's been it on the other side of this we continue with the show keep it locked this is the business buzz more justice on the business buzz in our COVID business watch we we take a look at uh, the impact of COVID-19 on various businesses in and around South Africa and uh, for today we are uh, talking to um, young businessman uh, Dyson Teva who is the director of Super Brands uh, which concluded um, a, a deal they are a trusted supplier of virtual and telecoms products in South Africa and uh, he actually structured Super Brands to be a wholesale aggregator uh, for uh, a number of different categories including prepaid electricity um, together with uh, bill payments so um, uh, Dason greetings to you uh, hi with you. how are you doing today no no doing all right on this end um, just as a you know quick place for us you launched your business during COVID-19 when most businesses were either shutting down or you know resizing what was your actual inspiration to get going you know what during COVID-19 uh Obviously, we all had to get innovative with the way we thought about business and how we took it forward. And thankfully, I had an opportunity with a trusted supplier of telecommunication products throughout Africa to take this venture forward. And that's how we came up with the money market concept. Uh, You know, the money market concept is a full turnkey solution of, of distributing FMCG goods. Um, would you say that uh, would you say that the regulations um, around uh, COVID nineteen um, sort of got you to actually look and see where the gaps are, um, or would you say that this was perhaps a line of business that you uh, would have come up with, you know, regardless? No, de- no, definitely this is due to COVID nineteen because at the moment, how our money market counters are set up, they are one stop shop from virtuals to cigarettes to cool drink items and that is what a consumer is looking for at the moment you know a consumer doesn't want to have to go into many stores at the moment because it exposes them on a high level so for them to come into one area to do their airtime or their bill payments and also buy a pack of cigarettes it's it's a very rewarding from a covert point of view from keeping with regulations I think, um, you know, for the people that might be listening, they might still be wondering, you did start your business during uh, COVID-19, during a pandemic. What have been the lessons so far? Because it couldn't have been uh, smooth sailing along the way. The the lessons for me have been, uh, one, how to use Zoom. Uh, That was a big learning curve for all of us. 
uh, being able to do negotiations over the phone, which is is very hard. And uh, building also key relationships with people, and obviously complying with the laws that we currently have in place have been a bit of a challenge, but uh, we've managed to push through with it. That's excellent. And for people that may, uh, before we let you go, for people that may want to engage with you or maybe find the business, how can they find you? They can find me at they can find me at our new retail store. It's a store concept that we have for our money market uh, venture. And you know the best thing about our money market venture is you can come through to the store, see how it works, see the shop fittings, and you can get our stock on demand for all of our customers. And yeah, you'll be able to contact me there. It's one thirty one West Street, Santon, shop number one in the Khao Chain Station. And on social media. And my phone number is uh, my phone number is zero eight three four zero six double one two five, and social media will be Super Connect. Super Connect. So that's yeah, been yeah. us. Yeah. So that's been us with the director um, of Superbrands, uh, that Dyson Teva, who is just giving us some insight into the business that they were able to start um, during the COVID-19 pandemic. His inspiration together with um, some of the lessons that they have been able to learn along the way. On the other side of this, we continue with our discussion around cryptocurrencies. This is the Business Buzz. You're tuned in to the Business Buzz. We're here to continue our conversation around uh, cryptocurrencies. Uh, just before the break, uh, you heard us, uh, you know, talking to the team at Revix with uh, Sean Sanders giving us some insight into what cryptocurrencies actually are. But right now we want to turn to the actual trading of uh, cryptocurrencies. And, uh, you know, I'm happy to be engaging with someone that I've actually, uh, I've spoken to him on uh, other platforms in the past. Uh, that is Marius Reitz, who is um, the general manager of Luno Africa. Uh, Luno is uh, the biggest uh, local um, cryptocurrency exchange. So um, I think uh, let's just get into it. Marius, greetings to you. Hi, Thank you very much. Um, I think, uh, you know, a place for us to start for people that have never traded uh, cryptocurrencies before. How easy is it to get into the market and more specifically as Luno, um, how can people um, actually just start trading? Do you need a lot of money? Do you need a little bit of money? Like, how does it all start working? That's a very good question. And it actually addresses one of the myths that we see. And that is, you know, that, that, that people think that they have to buy one Bitcoin. Um, on Luna, people can get started, you know, in, in a couple of steps. Um, you can maybe, you know, download the Luna app from the App Store. Now, all of us use banking apps, you know, we use social media apps, so that's a very easy step. First, download the app. Um, and then you go through your process where you just have to tell us a little bit more about yourself. Um, so you go through a bit of a verification process. And once you've done that, then you can deposit brands and you can use your brands to buy a, a selection of six different cryptocurrencies on Luna. And you can start small and we encourage that. So you can start with 10 rands or 20 rands and really buy a fraction of Bitcoin, 0.0001% uh, Bitcoin, you know, um, and, and start small. And you know, the, the journey, you know, um, to um, you know, buying Bitcoin really starts with education. And, and we encourage people to, to go into Lino's learning portal and uh, learn more about the risks. And one of the risks being that the price of crypto can be volatile. Um, so the prices can move up and down you know, in a fairly short space of time. Um, and that is something that people should, should be aware of. And perhaps start small 
once you're familiar with Bitcoin and the movements, then you can buy more. Um, on I guess on that front, the other thing is uh, for people that might have some, you know, people are always a bit skeptical when it comes to um, some of these uh, firstly technologies, concepts and platforms. So firstly, how secure is the platform? And uh, you, where you mentioned the six cryptocurrencies, what are those currencies? Yeah, so I think security should always, you know, should be the very first thing that you as a, as a, as a, the customer uh, should consider before you decide to buy Bitcoin or any other cryptocurrency. So you know, if you go on Google and you search where to buy crypto in South Africa and you will find a list of four or five different options. And it's important for you to go through that list and go into each company's website to see you know, whether they outline the security processes on the website. You know, they have to be transparent about the things they do to protect your, your money. Um, you know, they must have a strong team. So go onto LinkedIn, you know, go and look up the CEO and the CTO and then the team. Um, you know, and also go into social media and, and, and look for reviews, you know, positive reviews, negative reviews. And if, and if you see anything suspicious, you know, then it's probably a good idea you know, to steer clear. Um, so, so that's very important security. And, and at Lino, uh, customer security is at the center of everything we do. Customers trust Lino you know, you know, with their money. Um, they store their crypto on Lino, and, and we have to ensure you know, that, um, that we keep it safe. Um, and, you know, we've got a very strong team um, of 400 people working at Lino, you know, with security experts, you know, keeping the bad guys out. And we have, you know, security audits done on the business on an annual basis, basis to ensure that, that, that we're doing, you know, as much as we can. And then also, you know, no single person, not even the CEO, can access any funds or any money. You know, so it's completely separate responsibilities. Um, and, and also, so your second question around the coins, and uh, currently I've lost track, but I think more than three to 4,000 cryptocurrencies now exist. Bitcoin was the first, um, and it was invented in 2008. So it's been with us for, you know, for around about 12 years. Meaning it's the cryptocurrency with the best, the longest track record. Uh, it's the cryptocurrency with the, um, the most adoption. So most people know about Bitcoin. And also there's liquidity, meaning now, when you buy Bitcoin, it's fairly easy for you to, to sell the Bitcoin again, so to close your position, so to, to sell your Bitcoin for rands. Um, and the rest, you know, we, we offer Ether. Ether is the second largest cryptocurrency after Bitcoin in the world. And then a couple of others, like Litecoin, now, which operates in a very similar way to, to Bitcoin. Now, it, it's mainly used for payments, so faster payments and cheap payments. And then also XRP and Bitcoin Cash. And then more recently, we added USDC, which is called USD coin, and it's a stable coin, which is a new type of cryptocurrency, and it's one that has to address the volatility issue. So USDC is back back to the US dollar, so the price moves along the same um, curve as the US dollar as well. So so that's another option that, that, that traders use, specifically cryptocurrency traders, to protect themselves against price volatility. Okay, cool. So on the last point for us, because there's been a lot of hype around, uh, you know, cryptocurrencies over the last couple of years, but I think really uh, during the pandemic, we've seen the price doing a lot of somersaults, especially on the Bitcoin front. Um, how do you see things happening in South Africa? Have South African um, investors also taken part in what we've been seeing, you know, during this period? Um, are they buying Bitcoin and uh, do you see, you know, that type of momentum continuing for the rest of the year? 
Yes, so, so I think, you know, if I had to speculate on the price, you know, it would be like, uh, you know, punching in the dark. But I think something that's very clear is that we definitely in a, in a bull market. So bull market meaning prices, prices going up. Um, and we've been in this upward trajectory over the yard over the last, you know, let's say, six to 12 months. We've seen price movements. Um, and I think, you know, this is a trend that we're likely to see continue, um, you know, over the medium to long term. In a short run, there will be volatility, and, and I don't know if to say this, but the price isn't only guaranteed to go up, the price will come down as well. And the main reason for this for this upward trend that we're experiencing, you know, it's very closely linked to global macro factors, so such as global stimulus programs, where, you know, which essentially means the creation of new money and, and cheap money. And uh, of certain quarters, especially institutional investors, there's definitely concern around um, inflation you know, in the medium to long term. So a lot of these investors, you know, individuals like you and I, and then also bigger corporations, bigger companies, and, and some of them listed in, in, on uh, uh, U.S. stock exchanges, you know, took this position where they you know, allocated a small percentage of their cash uh, and mainly to diversify an edge against you know, the threat of future inflation. So I think, you know, um, Bitcoin is developing as a, as a stimulus asset, if you, if you can call it that. And I think as long as we're in this uh, global financial crisis and, and we've seen uh, stimulus programs um, like the one we saw in the U.S. just after Biden got elected, uh, I think Bitcoin will, will you know, continue to have that momentum. So that's been us uh, talking to uh, Marius Reitz, who is uh, the C- the general manager for Africa at Luno. Uh, they are the largest uh, cryptocurrency exchange uh, in South Africa, giving us some insight into actual trading. Um, the, he says that people can uh, trade, you know, for as little as, you know, less than 100 rand um, on their platform. And you don't have to buy a whole Bitcoin, um, you know, is what he's saying. You have uh, that ability to, you know, get in with small amounts. Uh, but one of the key things he's saying is that you need to educate yourself um go and see before you get into a particular coin see what's going on and then uh, one of the big things that he's also mentioning is even though the price of bitcoin for example seems to be on the up and up um the price isn't always guaranteed to rise on the other side of this we come to the end of the show the the business buzz Thank you so much to everyone who was listening to our show. Thank you to Marius. Uh, thank you to Sean. Uh, the team at Luno, that's Marius, just giving us some insight into how you can actually trade uh, together with Sean, who was actually explaining what cryptocurrencies are and, uh, you know, what they are, what they are not. And they have an interesting concept where they've, uh, you know, bundled different cryptocurrencies together, sort of like uh, what's called an exchange traded fund uh, on the stock exchange so that you can minimize your risk a little bit one of the key things um you know for me you know is, is on two fronts the first one is just the fact that um you know a couple of years ago it seemed like bitcoin was just going to be a fad uh but in the last uh, couple of months one of the key things is that um institutional investors you know seem to be getting in on the cryptocurrency exchange whether it's bitcoin or others we heard about ethereum um earlier on we also heard about dogecoin whatever it is that you're into so the fact that 
um, institutional investors are getting in on the game um, all of that just helps to you know realize that we're getting to a stage where it's becoming more and more mainstream but the big lesson between you know everything that we've heard today is that if you're getting into it like any other type of investment remember that you do need to educate yourself before you do invest so that's been it let us know what you think are you an investor in uh, bitcoin or other cryptocurrencies on VowFM, uh, we are VowFM of West of Vits on Facebook. You can find our other Facebook page that is Vits Radio Academy. On Twitter, we're at VowFM and our hashtag is hashtag business buzz. You can also stream us live on VowFM.co.za and remember that you can also search for our podcast that is uh, Business Buzz. You can find us on Iono.fm together with Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and Spotify as well. Otherwise, we've come to the end of the show. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, thank you to our amazing team. Our technical producer is Kutlano Serame, uh, together with our executive producer that is Gloria Mabuza. Our producers, Lindem Sibi and Tando Trimba, together with Simbarashe Honde. I've been Mudio Gavaza, uh, Mudio Mob Justice Gavaza, and uh, you know, just make sure you don't turn that down uh, because there's more great content coming up on the VAL FM lineup. So, for myself and the rest of the team, it is take care. Mob Justice on the Business Buzz. The Business Buzz Podcast.